Hi guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. Don't forget to go check out our blog where we list all the books we talk about, and that is libraryoverload.home.blog. And also go check out our Instagram and Facebook pages, and we're at Library Overload there. Today is my buddy read choice. Yay! I am very, very excited about the book we chose, and I loved it even more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, I was real nervous about this, because it's nothing I'd have picked up for myself ever in a million years, but it was really good. You liked it? I did. I gave it four stars. I am so pleased. Yeah. I was really, really surprised. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I... I knew that I was going to enjoy it, but I thought it was going to be more informative and maybe like cute stories about yeah. octopuses and not not as someone that became friends with an octopus and right. and got to know them and you mm-hmm. saw their growth yeah. and all of that. So it got a, a little more emotional than I was expecting mm-hmm. and, and it, it just made it even mm-hmm. more better. Even more better? Even better better all right well i don't think we said it on this episode but that was the soul of an octopus a surprising exploration into the wonder of consciousness by cy montgomery yes and we should clear up a fact from last episode because i was ridiculously wrong so wrong dead wrong it is octopuses and not octopi do you want to elaborate on how wrong I was? It's he, something about being Latin yeah. and not... Octopuses or octopus is a Greek word. Yes, Greek. And you can't put a Latin ending such as the I onto a word derived from Greek. So, See, I go. I was just like, okay, it's octopuses. That's all I need to know. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't care so much about the reasons. Oh. I just was like, I'm right. Cool. Moving on. Well, I needed to understand why it wasn't... Why I wasn't right. <laughs> I needed Tavia. Tavia started the book a little bit before I did, and so she sent me a picture with it underlined because, like, first paragraph it says it's octopuses, not octopi, and she was like, first page. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, it's a common misconception though because it is literally on the first page. It is. Yeah. So. So a whole bunch of people are wrong, and I was right. Yeah, and when I was talking to some people at work about the book because I had it with me, Mm -hmm. and they're like. Um, I said, yeah, it's really interesting. It's about octopuses. And they're like, octopi? And he's like, I thought so too. <laughs> did, but no. Did you crack up in the book? I'd be like, Cy Montgomery says right I here. Did. I gave them the lesson as well. <laughs> I educated them. That's funny. I have a, we have, you know, an inter-office communicator, like a instant messaging mm-hmm, kind yeah. of thing. And on my little profile, I have ask me what I'm reading because I, I try to open mm-hmm. up a conversation about reading because I'm that much of a nerd. <laughs> yes. And so I'll have random people be like, what are you reading today? And I was like, let me tell you, <laughs> it's about octopuses and it is awesome. It really, it was really good. I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And it's actually a really quick read. It's it is. A short it's book. only like 280 pages, I believe. Um, mine. I didn't read the postscript because that's right. the kind of person I am. So mine was 241. Okay. So. Then maybe it was 240. Yeah. But it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So because you enjoyed this, do you think you would be open to more nonfiction 
interesting reads like this one? I think I would. I actually do want to pick up her other book, which is The Good Good Pig. And I want to read it about that. See, I want to read her How to Be a Good Creature. Yes. I, I like that. That's it's, a kil- children's book. Technically, yes. Mm-hmm. But it's beautiful in the same that renegade women in mm-hmm. films and TV is beautiful. Yes. Like, it's it's gorgeous. I've seen it at work. And I didn't know that it was the same author. Yeah. But it's it's really pretty. It's, it's different. It's 13 different animals. And a sh- 13 short stories about oh, them. that's cool. It's super cute. She um, also is the co-author of Temple Grandin's um, autobiography or biography. And I didn't realize that didn't as well. I didn't know that, yeah. She helped her write that. And I was really surprised about that. But now that I've read this, it makes total sense mm-hmm. that she would she would do that. She, Did I, you read Temple Grandin? I didn't. Uh, but I, I, just, I saw it when it was popular for mm-hmm. the Oscars. Yeah. But just Cy Montgomery's passion for animals equals temple grandin's passion for cows like it's the that's that That same like like just gut drive yes yeah motivation i get yeah mm -hmm. i get that that's really that makes a lot of sense so i was surprised um you know to learn a a few of these little things when i was doing research because i did so much research after and during when i was reading this book i watched so many videos on octopuses yeah i've always always loved octopuses because we've all seen those videos of an octopus escaping Mm -hmm. or doing something just so intelligent Mm -hmm. and so I've always loved them Mm -hmm. so this book has been on my to read list Mm -hmm. for probably four years I'll Mm -hmm. have to look at my goodreads and see when I first shelved it because I've wanted to read it for years so I love the octopus in Nemo the second the finding dory yes yes we did talk about that yeah but no I've always been fascinated with them because they are so intelligent and it's so clear if you've seen just one video Mm -hmm. it's so clear that they're so so smart so I I was expecting this to be just kind of short stories about funny things that octopuses have done Mm -hmm. and I was so wrong yeah it, it it was really cool it was basically sigh she does research for all kinds of different things. I think she writes for magazines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she has assignments or whatever. So she lives in New England and she's a naturalist, which I had to look that up. So that's an expert in or a student of natural history. So you're a biologist, but it's even further than that. And you study or your primary focus, the study of plants and animals. Mm. So it's, it's not just biologists, it's naturalist. And that's a thing that they talk about in the book. They use that word a lot, mm-hmm. a naturalist. So she goes to the New England Aquarium in Boston, and she kind of inserts herself in the octopus world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say how she got started meeting them. Or I'm how sure it was bo- just like, hi, I'm Cy Montgomery. Check out the 20-something books that I have read. Yeah, she's I would got love a ton to, of books. I would love to learn about octopuses, yeah. and it was just, please, so please come. So she is invited to come behind the scenes of the octopus exhibit mm-hmm. and so she meets the series of octopuses octopuses that they have there over the course of a couple of years and i didn't realize octopuses only live like three, three to years. four years 
that was devastating to learn. Yeah. I legitimately thought they could make 20 years. Mm-hmm. I seriously I thought. I thought they were more akin to like the lifespan of a, a turtle, a sea turtle or whatever. We like oh, you thought much longevity. longer. Yeah. No. Oh. Apparently the women three, or the females. Three to four years. Yeah. The females give birth and then die. After yeah. They eggs watch hatch. over their eggs. And as soon as their eggs hatch, which by the way, are the size of a grain of rice. Mm-hmm. Which, number one, I thought they gave live birth. Number two, that's so tiny. I, I hadn't, I don't know. Wouldn't they be mammals if they gave live birth then? Isn't that the distinction? One of? Because that's the thing with sharks, right? They Te- give live birth. Technically, yes. But then my most favorite animal is the duck-billed platypus and it lays eggs. And so it's, I just, I just assumed that it was mm. one of those strange exceptions, I but yeah, where I, I don't know. I just, I learned so many things, I but it, I was devastated to learn that they yeah. did not live we, that long. We did go through a couple octopuses in this book. Yeah. Um, so there was some, there were some really rough moments. I know. She starts out with Athena. Mm-hmm. So that's the very first octopus. Athena Athena is her first octopus friend. Mm-hmm. And she goes back like, behind the scenes and she reaches into the tank and Athena like hugs her almost. It kind of pulls her into yeah, the water a little to, bit. Yeah, like, almost pull and her into the water. And they're stupid strong. Yeah, each one of their suckers can lift like 35 pounds. And, and, they, and they have like thousands of suckers. 1,600 on... Yeah. Some or something like that. It, yeah. So they they can lift ton. Mm-hmm. Taste with their suckers as well, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So yeah, we meet Athena, but very soon after yeah, Sai meets Athena. She only gets one encounter with Athena. Athena, something happens that they don't really... Do they explain what happens? I don't remember. No, because it was very early on. I think she just... she. I, I'm not sure. They didn't expect her to pass away, but something happened. Something and happened did. and she passed away. So she meets Octavia. Which I like. Octavia is a sweetheart. Yes. She, and they each have their own little personalities. Mm-hmm. And so she meets Octavia. And Octavia is one where we see her almost entire life cycle. Mm-hmm. So um, she gets to hang out with Octavia. But even even though she gets to meet these beautiful animals, she also makes and befriends several people. Mm-hmm. She, she gets to meet people of all walks of life. So there's a woman that is bartending to get herself through school so she can eventually get a job at the aquarium, mm-hmm. whose twin brother, who is uh, handicapable loves octopuses. He has Asperger's, I believe. Or she has Asperger's. Yeah, Anna has Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Her brother is, I think it's more akin to Down syndrome or something. Something. Yeah, something sim- similar to that. I don't remember. I'm not sure if they mentioned it. But, but the book is dedicated to him. It is? Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that. Yeah. I didn't catch that at first, but I watched a lecture. Um, I this thought- one says for Anna. She, she said a lecture and... She said the book was dedicated to Adam, so maybe she just didn't put that. Maybe it's a different dedication that she put. Um, but then, so Anna, she meets as a 17-year-old kid that has volunteered at the aquarium for many, many moons. And 
she's uh, she eventually worked her way up to a regular volunteer during the summer. She's there four to five days a week, mm-hmm. and she is dealing with the loss of her best friend to suicide. Mm-hmm. And so each one there, not including the people that work there, each person there is going through something mm-hmm. and just spending time with these creatures every day is mm-hmm. so strengthening and so healing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got those mixed up. It, um, Anna and Adam are not the twins. It was, um, Krista, Christy, something. Yeah. Christy. I, be- I believe it's Christy and her and she's the twin one brother yeah. is his name. Danny. Am I thinking of someone different? We're getting the names really wrong. Cause I thought it started with an A, but it's fine. Oh, so she meets a, a, a group of people, and I had it backwards. It's Krista that has the brother Danny, mm-hmm. not Adam. Not Christy. Yeah, Krista. I don't know where I got Adam from. I made that up, apparently. It's Danny, and he's the one that's handicapable. Yes. And he is obsessed with ox- octopuses. Loves them. She, uh, Krista even purchased an, a dead octopus from, for him from the market mm-hmm. and he keeps it in his freezer. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I also, I really enjoyed her narrative because she wants to, Danny to live with her. She's, mm-hmm. she says, I can't imagine not being with my brother. Yeah. And I just love that. She you loves know? him so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so they set up like a visit for him to come to mm-hmm. meet Kali, uh, which is another one of the o- octopuses. That we meet. Yeah. And he just, he was so excited to -hmm. meet her. Like it was just, it was beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. So we have Octavia and, um, the way an octopus, a female octopus's lifespan is, is she will lay eggs. She will protect them to the point where she is now starving herself because she will not go and hunt Mm -hmm. until her eggs hatch or when they are unfertilized until they start to go away. And then she will pass on. Mm-hmm. So Octavia lays her eggs. And so they know it's time mm-hmm. to find a new octopus to eventually put on exhibit. Mm-hmm. And so that's when they get Kali. Yeah. And so Kali lives behind the scenes while Octavia is still mm-hmm. on her. Because um, they don't want to move her with her eggs. And... Yes, because she would not survive leaving her mm-hmm. eggs. But also, and I thought this was really beautiful. They like to have, they like to show how an octopus's lifespan goes. Mm-hmm. So even though she's looking sickly, she's not moving, she's not putting on a beautiful display for herself of herself, they want people to see the natural mm-hmm. life of an octopus, which I thought was really yeah, cool. Yeah, it is really cool. So but her, un- her eggs are unfertilized, so they're not going to hatch because there's no male there. Right, which is also crazy that I learned that an octopus uh, can mate and hold sperm for as long as they would like yeah. until they're ready to lay eggs, yeah. which is crazy. And some of, oct- there's like 300 species of octopus in mm-hmm. the world. And some of them devoured the men. Yeah. Like they black mate. widows. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty cool too. And so sometimes the men, their male member is also on one of their arms. Mm-hmm. And some of them will break the arm off and hand it to the female. And be like, I am not <laughs> I'm dying out. for I'm this. Out of this. <laughs> Or they even had a story where they were in two separate caves and the mm-hmm. man just like sent that one arm over. <laughs> he was like, here you go. Yeah. This is all you get. And like hustle to get out of the way. Because he's like, no, I'm not about that. <laughs> and then so that the women can have that and they can just hang on to it until they're like, yeah, I think I'm ready to be a mom now. And yeah, so crazy. Yeah. 
But yeah, so we meet Kali. And, and she's named after the Hindu goddess of because destruction and chaos. Because she had a, she had a, a white... What is that called? Bindi? Bindi. She had a white Bindi, and so they named her Kali. Not really a Bindi, but a mark that looked yeah, like one. So sorry. that's um And the uh, chaos and destruction, I believe, or mm-hmm. something like that is she's the goddess of. Mm-hmm. And she's a mini-armed goddess, so they thought it fit perfectly with her. Yeah. And, and so, she's she's caught young. She's really young yeah, when she they is, bring her in. She is very young when they bring her, and they don't really have a space for an octopus in the back. So she lives in a large... But she lives in a barrel for a while. Mm-hmm. And she's fine for a while, but then she gets, they can notice that she is bored. Mm-hmm. She isn't loving it as much. And mm-hmm. so they decide that they need to move her to a space where she can be free mm-hmm. and she can see and enjoy and kind of have that curiosity that apparently octopuses need lots of um, stimulation. stimulation yeah so there's one guy there wilson and he is and he's he, going through some things too. yes but he invents little puzzles he's an engineer mm-hmm. and he invents little puzzles for the octopuses to do to keep them occupied like yeah. um, opening cubes and stuff like that and i thought that was really really cool yeah like, testing how intelligent they are as yeah. well because they do they'll get bored mm-hmm. like if they don't have anything to do they get really really bored and that's when the chaos yeah that's when they start trying to escape and stuff because yeah. they're looking for something else to do yeah so Kali unfortunately when the they move her to a new little exhibit in the back so she has more space and she can see what's going on around her and things like that and when they leave that night she finds that tiny tiny little hole mm-hmm. And gets out and unfortunately mm-hmm. passes away because she's out of water for too long. Yeah, she can't figure out how to get back. And in it's now. heartbreaking. Yeah. I because really they sad. have Kali for a long time and it's it's devastating when she mm-hmm. dies. And they make peace with the fact that she got the freedom that she, she so wanted mm-hmm. before she passed away. Mm-hmm. So it, that was just, oh. It hurt my heart so bad. Yeah, mine too. I was really, really sad going back to Octavia, though, mm-hmm. because she starts getting sicker and sicker, and she won't leave her eggs, mm-hmm. but they're not going to hatch. So it's like, you know, they're like, does she know they're not going to hatch? Mm-hmm. Is she doing this out of an instinct to right. protect? Or So they, they go back and forth whether they should move her away from her eggs or not. Right. Like, will she get better if she's away from her eggs? Because right. she still, still takes food from them. A little bit. Sometimes she will, sometimes she won't. Mm -hmm. So then they get Karma, and she is the last female that spends time with in the book. And they get Karma, and um, she at first is a little aggressive because, Mm -hmm. you know, she's been taken from her home. Mm -hmm. Um, But she finally figures out that we are nice, and we'll Mm -hmm. give you food, and we'll play with you. Mm -hmm. And... So she does warm up eventually, and she's got a really sweet personality, too. Mm-hmm. And she's beautiful. Yeah. And then they start calling Octavia the old lady. Yeah. I thought that was cute. She is an old lady. Um, but they they are able eventually to swap them. Mm-hmm. And Karma goes on display, and Octavia is able to live out the rest of mm-hmm. her days in peace. and Not fretting over the eggs. They're yeah. They're really concerned about moving her, but in, eventually, like, she's... She's able mm-hmm. to move and then they can love on her again because mm-hmm. once she laid her eggs, she wouldn't leave them and they weren't able to to hold her and like basically hold her hand for mm-hmm. a, I think it was nine or ten months. Mm-hmm. And eventually when they move her, she's not so 
um, it's not so deep so they can actually put her hand put their hands in and it's like she recognizes them mm-hmm. and she she holds their hands again and it's mm-hmm. it's such a sweet moment and I I thought it was great yes. like I got teary-eyed mm-hmm. because I'm crazy no I mean I thought it was I, I didn't get teary-eyed but it was really there was some was really moving. sad moments mm-hmm. and then that, but that was like a really touching moment yeah and all throughout this, also, Sai has decided that she wants to learn to scuba dive so she can see octopuses in the wild as well. Mm-hmm. So you go back and forth between seeing Octavia and being devastated over Kali and then meeting Karma. And meanwhile, she's also going back and forth learning how to scuba dive. And then she goes on a couple of different dives mm-hmm. and gets to interact with some octopuses in the wild, mm-hmm. which is really cool as yeah. well. And apparently, a lot of divers, they'll go a long time without seeing mm-hmm. any at all and they were able to see like six or seven when they Mm -hmm. went out specifically looking for them yeah um i also because i did like i said i went on a deep dive with octopuses (laughs) after this um a a lot of them are in the pacific northwest so Mm -hmm. seattle is a fantastic place to go diving to seattle actually every valentine's day has a blind date with octopuses and it's so want to go i know can we go there i also would love to see seattle but also when we go can we go in near valentine's day apparently it's a huge deal they mm-hmm. they have they televise it and stuff and yeah they they i think it's it. yeah they it's a live stream mm-hmm. but they also it's become such a big deal that thousands of people go to the aquarium just on that day really just so awesome. they, they have students come in that kind of just, awareness is, is yeah. wonderful yeah and i just i thought it was so neat so basically what they do is they for like a couple of hours on valentine's day they let the male that they know is getting ready to be able to mate mm-hmm. into the female's tank and they let them have, have a they blind even, date they even give them a couple of weeks in the same tank just separated so they get a feel for each other mm-hmm. and so they kind of know each other mm-hmm. before they lift that separator the divider yeah. and they're able to mate yeah and so Sai went out to one and she, like, they were playing luther vandross over the <laughs> It was so funny. It was a really funny little story. They, so they I would make like, it super cheesy. Yeah. And I was concerned about the school children that were there, though. I was, too. <laughs> and, like, they had, like, fourth graders, like, very young kids. And yeah. I was just like, how are you explaining this? Yeah. Like, I was trying to remember at what age I kind of understood what mm-hmm. all that was. And I guess, I don't know. Like, I guess because <laughs> you're not talking, oh, like, overtly about sex it's right. more like animals just mate i was so more I, concerned when they played the uh, mattress music <laughs> <laughs> that's what got me is like uh let's get it on by luther vandross is playing on the let's pa get it on. And <laughs> you're gonna get us sued one day no i looked it up as long as we are not playing and selling it oh okay it's fine okay it's okay. like i'm covering it i can do covers yeah okay that's fine all I right i looked it up <laughs> that's so funny But yeah, I thought it was beautiful. I loved all of the facts Mm -hmm. that I learned and And then some because I had to read about them. There's some really cool pictures in there too. Yes. And I also, I have a very good picture of an octopus. The last time I went to the aquarium was for a brew fest at the aquarium and it was lovely. And I, of course, I love octopuses. So I I had to go and meet Mm -hmm. the the one there and I'll have to look and see if I can find out that octopus's name and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it in show notes yeah. as well. We should, we can probably make a thing with that picture for mm-hmm. our, Oh yeah. For Instagram with too. The book, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I desperately wish I could just go to the aquarium and be like, can I just go see the octopus just so I can take a picture of the octopus mm-hmm. with my book? Like, yeah, that's I, all I want to do. I'm dying to go to the, the aquarium right I now. I know. But a couple of neat things that I did want to touch that I learned about octopuses is the first one is that they have a beak mm-hmm. in their mouth, like a beak you like didn't a bird. Know that? No, I had oh. no idea. Like a full on bird yeah. beak. Yeah, inside and their, their mouth, mouth is in their armpit. Yeah, if they had. Yeah, arms they like will bite you arm leg things yeah they're tent they're tentacles super cool and basically about half of the neurons are in their tentacles mm-hmm. so like their their arms have brains yeah it's so cool <laughs> so like even if one gets detached it can function on its own oh something funny about octavia octavia like distracted them with four arms mm-hmm. and with the other four arms stole the bucket of food yeah <laughs> like right from under them yeah <laughs> really funny little stories like that all yeah. throughout. and they said you absolutely have to watch all eight arms you can't just yes. focus on the one or two that are touching you because nope. <laughs> they're gonna do something with them because their <laughs> mental capacity is that mm-hmm. strong which kind of is the underlying point of the book is what is consciousness mm-hmm. and what is soul mm-hmm. so can an octopus have a soul yeah like can a dog have a soul or, right like you try to understand as humans you think that clearly animals don't have the capacity that you have right but some of them may like we just right. really don't know because they can't tell us right an octopus like doesn't... just because we can't communicate with them does not mean that right. they are not that they are below us or right. things like that like octavia probably would have been like you guys are dumb yeah if if only octavia could speak right the things she could teach us yeah i also learned that the aquarium now the current octopus they have they named it sigh i would have loved to find out what she thought about that i'm sure there's probably like there's so many videos online i wonder if i can find that um i thought that was beautiful when you told me that i lost my mind like i thought that was so beautiful Mm -hmm. so sweet yeah because she i wonder if sigh has met sigh she probably has. I can't imagine her giving up. Right. Because she was very moved by becoming mm-hmm. a friend of an right. octopus. And I listened to the audiobook for parts of it. And she read it. And, like, her passion was palpable. Like, mm-hmm. you could feel how moved and emotional she was listening to her read the book to you. It That's was just, so cool. It was beautiful. Now I desperately want to become a friend of an octopus, but I am, I freak out. Like, so our aquarium here, you can pet manta rays and certain species of like tiny sharks. And I, I cannot do really? it. I cannot do it. The only problem I have is that usually there's so many kids in there and it's like, what are the kids putting in the water with? Oh them? no, that's like, not I don't care t- for me, mm-hmm. but like, I'm wondering like, are the fish going to be okay? Oh, I'm sure they're kids fine. Kids have lots of germs. Well, because they're, they're, they're slimy. They're, ugh. I don't like it. She, Sai talks for a long time about the importance of the octopus's slime. Mm-hmm. And, but so your point being that the kids may be giving them something. Yes. I wonder if their slime kind of protects them That's from true. that maybe. Could, could be. Um, but I, I would love to shake an octopus's hand, but I, I, would probs freak out yeah um they say they can give you like hickeys because they're yeah! suck so hard and like when the videos i was listening to you you could them, see him and you could pops. see his little his like, little it su- sounds yeah. like bubble wrap yeah. when they pull it off it's like pop, 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 pop pull it off <laughs> is that what bubble wrap <laughs> sound sounds effect like? was brilliant maybe we can 
Maybe we can dub over <laughs> sound effects. Nope, we're going with that. That's what bubble wrap sounds like. Mm-hmm. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, a sound effects genius, I am not. You are magnificent. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God, that was funny. Okay. So we did uh, grab some discussion questions from the back of the book. And these are also on Sai's website, too. Her website is extensive. Yes. So much information. Mm-hmm. So definitely check her out. And I will put that in show notes as well, mm-hmm. just to kind of read all the things that she's done. Like it's got a little about her section, and you can read about the animals she's been bitten by and chased by and undressed by. Like it's just, it's really neat. Just reading about her as a person and what mm-hmm. she's done is kind of awesome. Yeah. She's been everywhere she's Mm -hmm. been like bitten by vampire bats and chased by tigers yeah and there was a monkey that undressed her yeah she and there uh, her and a couple of the other people go to lunch one day and spend like the whole lunch break talking about what they've been bitten by yeah and they tried to go through the alphabet and see if every single letter they could find an animal that Mm -hmm. had bitten and they they do pretty well with it so (sighs) um, kind of crazy uh, but the first discussion question. So Cy Montgomery writes about her scientific and emotional attraction to octopuses. Did anything surprise you in her poetic, sensuous language about the octopuses? Does she make clear what science cannot explain about octopuses? No, I was not surprised because octopuses by themselves are just beautiful, wonderful creatures. And so getting to know one would would bring you to that Mm -hmm. poetic explanation about them so that is not surprising to me at all for me it was a little surprising because I had no idea going into the book Mm -hmm. well I thought it was going to be a lot more scientific Mm. but it was really poetic yes it was really the language that she uses is beautiful Mm -hmm. in a quite um educational book right so you learn things but like in a way that doesn't make you feel like you're reading a textbook Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which i really appreciated and i because i was scared going into the book thinking it was going to be too yeah boring too dry Mm -hmm. and it really wasn't at all it was very beautifully written Mm -hmm. Um, but the other part of that does she make clear what science cannot explain and I, i i think that through her use of language she draws you into feeling and believing that yes octopuses do have consciousness yes they do have souls even Mm -hmm. though science can't really explain that yeah and science didn't even begin to dive into octopuses until 20 30 years ago and they've been around for a long time yeah they would be in aquariums for forever Mm -hmm. but everyone was scared to touch them scared to interact with them because everyone's seen the scary movies Mm -hmm. about the monsters under the sea Mm -hmm. and things like that the kraken yeah and and I'm devastated to know now that because octopuses don't live that long, there's probably not a real, real kraken, and that saddens me. That's what's that's what's keeping you up at night. Yes, I'm very sad. I'm glad that there is no kraken because I would have been terrified to go to the sea. I mean, they wouldn't <laughs> be at the beach, but maybe on your next cruise, maybe right, like maybe like don't look in. Off, she does off to the mention side. that it, it's from um, Nordic folk tales, it's mm-hmm. where the kraken came from. So that's pretty cool. 
But yeah, I think that I think that she does well saying that there there are things that we don't know. But she was like, I personally believe that we have souls, and I do believe that octopuses do as well because of their intelligence, because of their um, their capacity to attempt to understand and their curiosity and mm-hmm. things like that. She's like, there's no way they they could not. Right. I agree. Okay, next question. The first question is, how does Montgomery describe the different personalities that octopuses have? That was my favorite part. Yeah, she very vividly makes you understand that each of the five, four octopuses that we meet mm-hmm. have very distinct personalities. Yeah, especially uh, when you first meet Karma. She's just recently been taken from the ocean, so she's pretty aggressive and she hasn't really met people yeah so totally understandable but you get to see her acclimate and you get Mm -hmm. to see her then understand Mm -hmm. oh this isn't bad and then you see her curiosity come to the forefront these people bring me food okay they're good and now like oh i'm gonna meet them and then Sai constantly wonders like is she does she taste my blood? Does she, is she able to tell that Anna's medicines have recently mm-hmm. changed? Like, because they have reactions to different yeah. people. Like one person came in was a smoker and the octopus touched her and then jumped back. Yeah. And, and she's like, like can she taste can they, that? Can she, can she taste it? Can she understand that different people are different beings? Like, does mm-hmm. she, does she recognize different beings? And so it was just a, a constant flow of wondering. Mm-hmm. And so that, that would be something really cool. And Apparently they can taste the difference mm-hmm. in different people and that mm-hmm. they can remember you that way. But they also have the ability to remember you visually. Yeah. Even though this is mind blowing when I found this out. They're colorblind. But yes. they camouflage like you would not believe. So how can they figure out the camouflage? Like I, I don't. It <laughs> Camouflage in general baffles me. It but does. to watch videos of it in action is mm-hmm. un- incredible. It's unbelievable. Wasn't there, she said something like there was a scientist that just watched an octopus for about an uh, about like 15 or 20 minutes or so and just tallied how many times they changed colors mm-hmm. and it was over a hundred. Yeah. Like it's, Super oh my cool. God. Yeah. And then, oh, I liked that you could tell when an octopus was relaxed because they would be white, mm-hmm. just kind of surrendering the color and just being them kind mm-hmm. of thing. I thought that was really Yeah, And neat. then when they get really excited, they're bright red. Yeah. And I thought they were bright red all the time, but apparently only when they're really excited. So. Yeah. But they can also make textures and like blend into yes. rocks and stuff. And that's just like, yeah, you'll see you like a picture this? and be like that right there is an octopus. Like, nope, that's coral. <laughs> nope, that was an octopus. And it's like, <laughs> so crazy. cool. Yeah. Super cool. Um, next question in that section. Do you agree with her assessments of their attributes? And can you relate to the emotions that she interprets them to have? Yeah. I can't imagine not describing them the way she did. Yeah. Like, or just the way that she did describe them was so clear that I could very vividly understand their emotion. Mm-hmm. Like it was just the way she writes is so beautiful. It's mm-hmm. one of those like it's it's. People don't like to hear that a book is written beautifully because they're like, oh, that's going to be boring. But mm-hmm. no, it's just it, the way she wrote it was so beautiful that I can't wait to read another one by her. Right. That's And that's what surprised me that it helped me read it, you know, and helped it go so quick and... and and made you research even more. Yeah, it made you want to dig in is how beautifully she conveyed. Mm-hmm. Like how passionate she was comes across on the page. Absolutely. Beautifully. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I I loved the way that she interpreted their emotion because mm-hmm. it, it got me excited when the when uh, karma was very aggressive at first and then it, it was so calming to see that she had calmed down and she had kind of made her way to understanding and it was I just thought it was it was beautiful I say I keep saying it but it was it really was beautiful Um, another one of the questions on here so is otherness is a central issue in the book the otherness of the octopus and its dramatically different nature from other mollusks as well as the differences between cephalopods and people how does Montgomery use otherness of the octopus to show the way ways the human characters in the story can feel that they don't fit in or belong yeah, she equates octopuses to aliens at some point simply because there's no way for us to fathom their intelligence and the way that they comprehend things. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really neat because she had met this kind of group of outsiders she made she became friends with. Mm-hmm. It very much tra- it translated really mm-hmm. well. And some of the people, the characters she does meet, they say they don't feel like they belong in the outside world, but with the octopuses, they fit in, mm-hmm. which they, is just kind of beautiful. They feel it peaceful. And even though these are all very different people, they all have octopuses in common, and that makes them friends. Mm-hmm. And that was just wonderful. Yeah, they like, have, like, Christmas parties together. And, and they'll go to lunch together. Yeah. And apparently, like, um, Cy and Anna exchanged emails email addresses and they were sending each other emails like their deepest darkest thoughts Mm -hmm. like it was it was wonderful beautiful yeah the next part of this how do the human characters and their very backgrounds five and ways coming together which i think you kind of answered right there Mm -hmm. next question which i feel like is a is a big one is what are the issues involved in collecting wild octopuses from the oceans and studying them in an aquarium one, I think if we if that hadn't been done, no one would ever know the extent of the intelligence right. that an octopus has. But also when you do collect them and keep them in an aquarium, it gives them a more restful life. They don't They're not on constantly looking for predators. Yes. And then they live longer in mm-hmm. aquariums. And in an already short life, they that yeah. extra time is mm-hmm. I think is is great. There are definitely risks involved in transport, though, because they are such escape artists. You have to be really careful, though. Well, they're you know. also very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like, they they have to be in freezing water, and they have to be covered in water at all times. And also, if an if a octopus gets so stressed out during transport that they ink, they can smother themselves mm-hmm. and yeah. die. Their ink is toxic to themselves as well. Yeah, they can't just breathe that in yeah. and consume that in too long of Mm -hmm. a time so i mean it definitely is a sensitive thing Mm -hmm. but i get the necessity for it because i think you're right we we wouldn't have the capacity to understand if the study is not done but also too aquariums and also zoos now are not like before like they were they aren't these pitiful creatures stuck in these tiny Mm -hmm. tiny areas Mm -hmm. like it's more about knowledge and understanding Mm -hmm. and allowing these animals especially animals that have are almost or are in extinct there was there was an animal in in the the aquarium at the time where 
uh, it wasn't an octopus. There was an animal, though, that Bill had become very excited that they had just had babies. And he mm-hmm. was like, we just doubled mm-hmm. the number of animals of this species simply yeah. because ours had babies. And Bill is the senior aquarist, which is a thing. I didn't realize that that was a, a, a title. I thought they were just like biologists or whatever. Sure. But apparently the ones that work in aquariums are aquarists. And Bill is so passionate he loves he thinks them of them as so their kids much. he loves them so much he cried about collie like and just, he felt and that it was his fault yes. because it, he was the one that ultimately decided no we need to move her she needs a new place mm-hmm. to roam and he was devastated yeah. by it it really is a thing where it's not like you're sticking them in a cage these people are loving and taking care of them. And learning so mm-hmm. much. Like all the knowledge mm-hmm. that we have about octopuses is recent. Mm-hmm. Simply because someone was finally like, let's try. Let's right. let's see what we can find out. And yeah. yeah. So I think that, yes, it does suck that octopuses are taken from their homes. But they get out. They get receive because of it mm-hmm. as much as we do i think right. I, I agree i agree with that all right the last question is many cultures consume octopuses as food do you see any issues regarding eating octopuses girl i finished this book yesterday and i was on my personal instagram just scrolling through and i follow several restaurants and bars in town and one of them had a surf and turf on their on their instagram <laughs> and it was just a giant tentacle and i was like no <laughs> That's funny. Um, I have never eaten octopus, mm-hmm. and I am super weird about the animals that I consume because I I am not a vegetarian. So, but I cannot eat animals that are cute. I will not eat baby animals like veal. I can't do. Mm-hmm. And then I I never have eaten an octopus because their intelligence. I mm-hmm. how dare we? I, I I think that's what the issue comes in like yes we eat beef yes we eat chicken but the level of consciousness Mm -hmm. in an octopus is so much different Mm -hmm. is it okay to eat creatures that are sentient beings yeah i mean i've eaten lots of squid i love calamari i've never eaten an octopus though but would you now not after reading this book i might have before but not i can't imagine doing it now yeah honestly and I am already, I am such a sympathetic and um, empathetic person that I am almost always on the cusp of becoming a vegetarian just because if I do sit and think mm-hmm. about it for too long about how I'm consuming animals, I will break down and cry. Yeah. And we might get emails about that saying like, well, duh, you shouldn't <laughs> eat animals. And I, and I haven't gotten there yet yet Mm -hmm. but one of these days it is going to get me and i will just stop eating i can see that any animal product whatsoever yeah and but yeah no especially if after reading this book like i cannot i will not yeah i don't previous to reading this i might have but now that i just to say that you had tried it or something yeah now that i understand the level of intelligence mm-hmm. and the consciousness that they have it changes the game oh yeah and i think if if you took anything away from this book sai would appreciate you taking away that the level of intellect and consciousness that octopuses mm-hmm. have if you took anything away other than anything other than that like sai would be would be good with mm-hmm. that i think so 
Yeah. It was a beautiful book. It, it really, really was. was. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I was a little nervous. I was really nervous. I, I was kind of dreading it, honestly, because no. I just I thought it was going to be a lot drier than it yeah. was just because, I mean, you know. No, no, I get it. I get it. I was like that about certain nonfictions, too. And now, like, I almost am 50-50 on fiction and non. That's pretty cool. So I was like that, too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so glad that I found something that you really enjoyed. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. It was I but, love it. Yeah. Uh, the next buddy read, I haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. So we've got some time. Yeah, we'll let you know on that one. But we're really, really excited about our October lineup. We've got some great weeks ahead. So we're going to have a thriller horror week, which we're yeah. both very nervous about. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and then we're going to have a witches week. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a really yeah. great month. I think we're both huge Halloween fans. We are. And it's fun. my birthday month. October so very very excited oh then I'm glad that October is your your buddy read month yeah. so you get to choose <laughs> it'll be good yeah we're very excited about the lineup that we got coming up for yes. all of this I think the next few months are going to be really good because mm-hmm. fall and winter I think everyone talks about summer reading but mm-hmm. fall and winter are the best times to read because yeah. you get to stay in and be cozy yeah. with lots of blankets I think with summer reading it's not as fun unless you're actually at the beach reading absolutely like, true because otherwise especially if you're in the south I don't want to ever be outside. It's too hot. I don't um, want to go outside at all. Unless I am at the beach with the breeze and so it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it's 100 degrees, I refuse to be outside. It's so humid you could probably take a cup outside and like collect water in yes. the air to drink. Yes. It feels like you're standing in a mouth when you're outside in the summer. <laughs> yeah. That's I've never exact- heard that before. That is exactly what it feels like. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this was a really good episode. I I'm really so enjoyed glad. it. Yeah. Yay! And and I'm so glad that you you like octopuses. I'm very glad about octopuses as well. <laughs> you guys should make a drinking game of how many times we said that. I know. I loved it. <laughs> oh, Tavia told me I had to tell you guys this. Oh yes, I almost forgot to bring it up. I was I, I, I was going to let it slide, but I was like, you know what? It's fine. So, guys, you know my issues that I have with Great Expectations. She's talked at length about her dislike for Great Expectations on this podcast. So, I have some art in my house. And it's a beautiful quote. And it says, you are in every line I have ever read. And it's beautiful. And I love it. And it's, and I have it on a a wall with several pictures of Chris and I and family and it's I it's like my love wall and Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and I was sitting (laughs) looking at Pinterest last night because I was trying I'm working on our ceremony at the moment because we are very close to wedding day so I'm working on our ceremony and I was looking at different um uh excerpts from books and things that could be read at a wedding Mm -hmm. So I, I clicked on a link and it said Charles Dickens. Is that right? Okay. It said Charles Dickens, Great Expectations. And it says, you are in every line I have ever read. And immediately, no! <laughs> I 
she texted me and I died laughing. Like, I swear I was laughing for a good solid five minutes. And I was just sending her gifts and memes of nothing but cracking up laughing, like spitting water out of your mouth, laughing so hard. You have art on your wall of the book that you hate the most in the world and didn't realize it. That's so amazing. I'll I'll take a picture of it. Because now like do I leave it up? Because the because every time you look at it, you're gonna be mad. I'm gonna sneak. I'm just gonna. <laughs> and so I can't believe you didn't realize that that was from that previously. I, it says Charles Dickens, but I thought it was it had to be from something beautiful and wonderful that he wrote, not horse crap. <laughs> like I mean, it's a love story, isn't it? Great expectations. No. I mean, not according to you, but according to normal people. No. <laughs> it's about stupidity. And getting paid a penny a word for crap. And and so now I'm like, do I leave it? Because it is. It is a beautiful line. I, I just can't for the life of me put together that this beautiful, wonderful sentence is from this trash of here's, a book. Here's a way to look at it, okay? So life is garbage. But sometimes you get that one beautiful thing out of it. Oh, you could do that. Maybe I should put that in the wedding ceremony. Life is garbage, but yes. today <laughs> isn't. I mean, I'm very eloquent. I think that it should work. Credit to Tavia. Yes. <laughs> Copyright me if you guys steal that. I will, I will have the efficient be like, Copyright Tavia. Continue. <laughs> That's funny. All I, right. I will keep you guys abreast of the situation. <laughs> of, we'll just on deciding whether it stays or goes. Oh, I'm so mad. You guys have no idea. And I'm I, still laughing about I am, it. I literally sat there, just couldn't react for probably five minutes. I sat there and just stared at it for five, ten minutes before I even told you. Because, like, is this happening to me? Is this real right it's now? It's not even like it's a book that you hate. It's like the most hated book you have mm-hmm. ever read in mm-hmm. your entire mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just a passing flight. Yeah. It's like, dislike. oh, that was, I didn't like that book. Like, no, this is like, if I could burn any book, which I would never, but if I had to burn one, I know exactly <laughs> what's going in the fire uh, i just this is, this is the best story she i was laughing for so long and she's like i'm gonna stop telling you things <laughs> and i was like you know what if you don't feel personally victimized our friendship is not doing what it should do <laughs> so yeah that's uh that was my weekend i'm still suffering <laughs> send Susie your prayers and your thoughts t's and p's to me please <laughs> I've never heard that before. It's That's from funny. the podcast. They'll say instead oh. of thoughts and prayers, they're like T's and P's to so and so. That's really funny. That's funny. But yeah, um, so I'm glad that you guys can revel in my pain. Yes. But I have yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> Look, Tavia was like, uh, not just like LOLing, like I am legitimately laughing mm-hmm. out loud and I did not appreciate it. You know, we we spent a good 30 minutes laughing at my southern accent once. So, that's you true, know, too. <laughs> you know. But yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on in my world. Fun times. Yeah. So, Soul of an Octopus. Yes. Um, wonderful. Amazing. Beautiful. And great expectations. Just throw it out the window. <laughs> 
I think Charles Dickens might have something to say about that. Charles Dickens um, can shoosh. All right. But thanks for listening, guys, as always. And if you love us and think we're as hilarious as we think we are, please rate us on iTunes. It just tells other people about us and how great we are. So we would love it if you would do that. Yes, please. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.